Welcome to Pachamama's Sacred Paths podcast. This podcast was created with the purpose of informing and sharing ancient ancestral wisdom relating to shamanism and sacred plant medicines, as well as other modalities of spirituality. Our mission is to share a safe and reverent understanding for anyone who is interested in healing and growing through shamanism, sacred plant medicines, Hinduism, and silence. If you would like to experience firsthand the pragmatic transformation that shamanism has to offer, please visit our retreats page, pachamamasacredpaths.org, at asimo.org, or you can click on the link appearing on the screen or go to the comment section below. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. This is Pachamama Sacred Paths podcast, and uh, we want to welcome you. My name is Andres Villa. And I'm Sabrina. And today we are continuing with our second episode on uh, Mother Ayahuasca. We're going to be talking about the experience itself, specifically to three main stages that, uh, that we encounter every time that we have uh, an experience with Mother Ayahuasca, communion with Mother Ayahuasca. And uh, in, for today's episode, we have a special guest. We have uh, Brenda Silva. Hi, everyone. And uh, she's going to be sharing a little bit of, with us what has been her experience uh, in, in relationship to these three stages. <clears throat> we, have, um, we have found that, uh, that uh, the, the journey with Mother Ayahuasca can be a little bit, a little bit uh, confusing at times. Because it's not a, we're, we're really not used to sometimes on dealing with the time space within the Kero tradition is called the Kausai Pacha. And uh, <clears throat> because it's, it's not an, uh, an intuitive space to navigate, uh, sometimes the visions can have no meaning, right? Or, or it feels like we get, we get some, some images or we go through experiences that, you know, feels like they have no purpose, right? So... The purpose of this podcast today is just to give a little bit of insight of uh, what happens, right? What happens during the experience. <clears throat> and so, um, uh, Sabrina, would you like to, to begin sharing with us what is your, your experience with uh, the first stage? Sure. So I think every time, I mean, I've, I've um, <clears throat> sat with ayahuasca quite a few times. I, I haven't counted, but it's been quite a few times. The first time that I ever sat with ayahuasca, um, my purge, I mean, it was, it was a lot of physical. The first, the very first time I ever consumed it, I was purging um, with vomit. I was purging in the uh, number two, you know, going to the toilet. I was purging with tears and yawn, every possible way to purge, um, sweating. I experienced all of it. it was, and I, it was okay. I was like, okay, this is great. You know, I could feel this, this, because at the same time I was, it was almost like the cycle during that, that whole circle where I would purge and then I would think of something and I would have to purge again because that thought required, and I was ready to let go of that thought. So it was this, this cycle of, uh, um, a vision and teaching. And, but then, you know, everyone would come with a purge. And so every, 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 I, you know, we come in with intention to our, to these circles to sit with this medicine. And my intentions were, um, pretty much met within the first five minutes of the medicine kicking in. And from there it was, it was, you know, just continued purging. So for me, 
um, the physical, you know, the three um, phases that we're going to talk about that first night, it was repeated over and over and over and over and over for me. Um, every time an idea or belief or something was challenged and I was ready to let it go, the purge would come. And so it was just this um, nonstop night. Now, since then, since my first experience with ayahuasca, it's a little bit calmer. I don't have quite as much to purge, I don't think, um, as I did that first time. Um, so if I purge now, it's, it's, you know, probably once, um, and you know, it's not, not nearly as much resistance coming from inside, you know, I don't try to hold it back, you know, I let it flow and the purge happens a lot easier. Um, it's sometimes, uh, these days the purges more frequently than not, the purge is going to be going to the bathroom for me and then occasionally it'll be uh vomiting really kind of depends on where i'm at and i i think i well we when we were talking with um with our Sally uh, a few episodes ago she had mentioned the the uh, vomit being uh energetic and number going to the bathroom being uh physical i think so, and I, I could relate to that quite a bit. That that makes sense for, for how I purge and, and the methods I purge. Um, tears was a big one. You know, tears is always a big one for me in, in a lot of different medicines, but in ayahuasca, um, that's it. Uh, that's, that's another one that happens quite frequently. Yeah, so my experience with purging is that there is always <clears throat> at least one or two things that get purged in one method or another. Um, and... I, I can, it usually is in line with my, what my intention is. So I, I've yet to purge something that I didn't uh, quite understand what I was purging. Usually, yeah, usually some indication, so. Nice, nice. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. what, whatever has been your experience with uh, that first stage, which is the, the physical aspect of Mother Ayahuasca, what has been your experience? Uh, the first time it, uh, it took me, uh, I, you know, at, at first I thought I was having no experience because I, I didn't purge. Like, it took me a long time to purge. Um, had to do, I, I think part of it had to do with the fact that I was pregnant. And, and it was, um, I think my body, uh, physically, I was less resistant of, uh, of the medicine itself. And um, after that, it, it, it usually takes a while for me to purge. You can feel, uh, personally, I can feel the medicine, you know, the, the instant I take it. Um, and I don't know if, if that happens, this happens to you one of you guys. I can feel the energy of the medicine moving through my whole body. Like, I can feel it when it goes through, you know, my throat, my stomach. And I can, uh, most of the time, I, I, I have this connection with, with medicine where I can feel um, just getting like a body scan, like an energetic body scan. Um, and I can feel the medicine just, you know, going back and forth and, and working throughout it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, so it's, it's, you know, this feeling, this deep feeling of connection. And then uh, when the purging happens, usually it's, it's, it's very small. It's a small amount of what I usually purge. Um, 
And I think it's more of like, for me, that's when the medicine says like, okay, we've, you know, we, we've finished um, stage number one, which is a physical. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, you're good physically. Now let's move on and start working, you know, what you're here for. Um, so that's how it usually goes for me. It's like, it's, it's the medicine saying like, all right, I already cleanse your body. Now let's go clean the, 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 the spirit. Um, that's usually how it works. Nice, nice. That's the friends that they have a relationship going with, like a, a particular process that works for you. Mm -hmm. yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I remember uh, for me, uh, the very first couple of times that I had a uh, the medicine, it was overwhelmingly nauseating. Like I was just uh, grounded to the floor, you know, and I was dizzy, you know, and with, yep. I was moving, <laughs> moving, and. You know, and, and I felt very uncomfortable. I was completely outside of my comfort zone. And so I was, uh, I remember the very first time that I did it was in downtown San Jose with uh, this, this teacher that moved out of the area. And uh, and she gave me just a normal cup, but I was already pretty receptive to to energy. And so I took it and I immediately felt it. And, and it just like kept on building, building, building. And what I what I experienced was this overwhelming nausea. That's that's the first thing that I, that I, that I felt. And, uh, but I, I remember like making an effort with the breath and, and a few other techniques to keep it down, not to purge it out immediately, even though I was not shitting. I remember actually even standing up a few times just because I wanted to keep it down. Not, um, I feel like it, it would have been wasted, right? That's, that's how you sometimes feel about the medicine going out immediately. And so, um, I, I remember just like, uh, being, being, uh, uh, very, very dizzy and uncomfortable. And, uh, and it was, for me, it was both. It was like going to the bathroom, uh, and then yawning and like the whole thing was like, a, like, a, a, the perfect combo of all of the, the type of protein that you just mentioned, the yawning, I was sweating. I was like super dizzy and, uh, and the belly was just like uncomfortable. Right. Uh, but, you know, like, like Brenda said, like after some time of taking medicine, um, uh, then what starts to happen is you know, you, you develop a relationship with the medicine, right? So your biology establishes a, a common ground. So it's, it's kind of like when you're drinking beer for the first time or wine for the first time. You don't have a relationship and you're like, Ugh. you know, it's like you're, you, everything about you disgusts. It's, it's disgusting about the beer, right? So the same thing happens with the, with the medicine because it doesn't taste like, uh, like Kool-Aid, right? So uh, in the bitterness and all of that, you know, you see, the body rejects it. It's like, I, I don't know what this is. And, and so that's actually something that happens sometimes, you know, because the physical aspect, you know, the biology is not used to the, 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 the everything about the medicine, right? The taste, the texture, the way that it sits in the stomach. So then the body ends up rejecting it, right? It doesn't have a, a relationship and it rejects the medicine. And that's, you know, people within a minute or two of taking it, you know, like out, out it goes, right? And, um, and they think there's many excuses, many reasons and stuff like that. But in reality, what is happening is uh, the, the biologist doesn't have an established relationship. And also, sometimes the ego is a little afraid, right? The ego is, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of knows that it's going to go into the unknown and it takes the medicine. The medicine is the perfect symbol for going deep at, uh, beyond the, the, the veil, right? And so the, the ego is also like protecting through the physical aspect and it's like nope it's too much too too yucky and rationalizes and out it goes mm -hmm. but uh one one of the things that has developed after you know use use and, and consistent 
communion with Mother Ayahuasca has been uh, <clears throat> that uh, not only not only it establishes a relationship and you don't feel uh, nauseated anymore, but now actually um, you you can feel immediately. And there's there's such a deep connection that uh, there's there's a an awareness of what it's doing in your body. You know, like as it's flowing down, you know, you start getting a minute, maybe a little bit of a loose stomach. And it's like, oh, okay. So this is the the French fries that I have from like a month ago or something. Like I'm I'm being a uh, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know what I mean. Like it it, it still cleanses you. It will always cleanse you. And uh, so that that has been uh, for me on that first stage. The the medicine it's a very powerful detoxifier. It really like detoxifies uh, everything from all of your organs. Of course, more more importantly, your stomach. But uh, once it gets absorbed, it, it really cleanses everything else as well. So and what's, the, what's the purpose of the cleansing? So maybe you can talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, about why, uh, what the cleansing does for maybe the, the next few stages or what it does to prepare us for some of the lessons. Yeah, there's, there's a, um, when, you, when, when we come to these questions, um, there's different traditions and different views, right? Different anyas. <clears throat> One of the angels that resonates with me uh, is that the the body is a temple, right? And so, if the temple is toxic, you know, with uh, just just that, just think about toxins that are are not belonging there, that they don't belong in the body, and they put uh, they put strain and stress in the body. Uh, even even stress itself, you know, it's it's uh, too much cortisol, many many different chemistry. Uh, aspects, compounds that do not belong in the body, and, and maybe not so much that they don't belong, but they're not they're not beneficial for the body, right? Uh, in excess, too much adrenaline, again, cortisol, or, or any any other any other uh, compound or toxin that is unbalancing your chemistry as well. So the, the purpose of the purge is, you know, if you have anything uh, physical, right? Like if there's a, a physical un unbalance with any of the organs, for example, maybe you're, you have an excess of bile or there is, there is uh, anything in your, in your liver that needs to be cleansed. It's not operating at its maximum capacity. There's, there's really uh, the, the, the vehicle that we're here to experience life is the body. And so if the body is, is uh, not, not in alignment with life, with expansion, with flow, then the spiritual aspects sometimes don't come. You know, we've had a very, very powerful bruise that uh, people sometimes come in because they're, they're a little toxic. They're a little uh, blocked physically. They don't connect to the bruise at all. And uh, this has to do with, with uh, uh, many things in regards to patterns of thinking and feeling for the person and all that. But primarily what we see is that there is a inherent toxicity sometimes. And, uh, and, and that prevents, that can prevent. So the person then goes through a, a physical purge before before they can they can start having communion with either more more of uh, mother ayahuasca or uh, the the other medicines that we sometimes have in the retreats, right? So the the body is the temple, and and so if you think about about a temple, <clears throat> the priest invokes spirit, right? Whether it is a Hindu temple or a Catholic temple, the priest calls forward. Uh, there is a Yatixi Viracocha or Brahman, Vishnu, whatever, whatever deity, and uh, which is divine. And so, uh, when you think about that, this this path 
uh, we've talked about many times of how this is the the path of embodying spirit and, uh, and really really allowing spirit to to come and settle to guide to direct to inspire to move and, and be a, go about right to order our lives and so as we go through that process uh, the, if the if the body is a temple and the body is dirty the spirit won't be able to you know the priest cannot do the work appropriately you know you don't go to a, a, a whether it's a Catholic or Hindu temple with with a lot of trash in the hallways or like that they're always clean really nice smelling and things like this right so these are just you know uh, analogies to how um, uh, the, the body uh, could be you know as far as you know uh, alignment and vitality and health in general so the the first stage of mother ayahuasca cleansing is just making sure that that's there right that 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 aspect is is uh, something that the, that can be even when the when the brew has no purgative aspects and the person goes straight into the second or the third stage of of, uh, of ayahuasca it really if the body's if the body is very uh, very toxic the change is really hard and it, you might remember on the integration emails we say you know work with the body first right like clean the body cleanse the body uh, it is it is important to to uh, address the physical aspect first you know the the temple and mm -hmm. then and then you we can start like once once we start cleaning then we start going more into the teaching aspects. That's that's uh, my personal my personal take on that. Uh, do you do do you have any other views that you have encountered that uh, are similar, Sabrina? No, no. I think that's that's exactly what I would say too. Is that the physical is is critical for um, you know getting through those visions and those teachings. Um, having the the body is physically clean helps the energetic cleansing that that ayahuasca brings so I, I think yeah i think you you kind of you said everything i could possibly have said about it so, so what, what, what is a what would, what would you say has been your experience with that second stage then with the, so the, the visionary yeah good boy that first that first time i engaged with ayahuasca it was eyes open eyes closed it didn't matter if i was looking at my feet or the stars or the inside of my bucket i was seeing visions i was you know seeing um myself i was seeing my life i was seeing um, different energies that I, probably, I i wouldn't have been able to name but it was you know knowing that i was fully cared for as i was heading into this teaching it was almost like a um an auditory so for me the it wasn't just the visuals um i get i would the, my first experience was auditory as well so auditory hallucinations and um really kind of trying to figure out what i'm supposed to be listening to what i'm supposed to be seeing and and finally at one point <clears throat> i was just like and i still and i think it i think it's you know it speaks to what my process is now but I got sick of the visions. I got sick of the um, seeing all the visuals. I got sick of hearing all the sounds. I got, you know, I was like, this is fantastic, but I'm bored. So I, I got really tired of um, chasing down these beautiful fractals. Like, yeah, that's great, but that's not why I'm here. And, um, and that was a good part of the night. And I think it happened in, in a few cycles where, um, you know, the visions would come up. I remember um, getting up and, and going to the restroom and just not feeling like, not feeling like I was even close to stable, um, like being able to physically see where I was going. Um, but that's also where I kind of would get a little bit um, dizzy and, and as I, you know, trying to make, 
is that, am I seeing where my feet are going properly or is that wrong too? Like how much of my perception is, is wrong right now? How much of what I'm seeing is not physically what I'm seeing. So, um, that's for me, the, the visual and the auditory, um, the, the auditory was probably the hardest and the part that pissed me off the most about it, okay. about the vision. Because I, I, I just, I was like, oh my God, that's enough. Like, can you change the fucking tone? That I was so mad at this, in this first um, experience with ayahuasca. I was like, you're gonna, I, I, really, this is it? I'm just gonna sit here and be tortured by this insane tone the whole night. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then finally, you know, it, it did, it stayed there, like it would come and go and I would have these insane sounds that would, you know, permeate everything I could possibly think of at that moment. Um, and then after, boy, I don't know, after a while, it was, it was such a heavy experience at first, um, my first uh, sitting with ayahuasca. Um, I think, you know, as I look back, all the ayahuasca experiences that I've had since then have been really mild in the visuals really mild. And I know that if I want to go deeper, I can, it's always there. If I want to sit back and meditate while I'm on, I'm usually facilitating when I'm, um, sitting with ayahuasca. Um, and so I, I don't mind having that, that, uh, negotiability with that experience that I can, um, I can sit back and close my eyes and, and have those visuals if I want or I can go deeper into, you know, any kind of work that I'm doing for myself. Um, or I can take that energy from that, that visual phase and, and work with others um, and just be there with their experience and what they're potentially seeing and feeling. And in some cases, you know, um, have a, a better understanding of the energy that, that, that the individual participants are, um, or individual um individuals in the circle what they're experiencing that i might be able to help them with um so for it, it's migrated from vision and auditory which ultimately you know i came to the conclusion with the auditory and and the visions as well it's really about what you choose to pay attention to so what you're focusing on and i mean it was just a matter of like someone, I think somebody had said, well, it's kind of, just treat it like you're eavesdropping, you know, across the room in a sort of crowded room. And, you know, you're, you're focused on a very specific conversation as you're trying to hear that conversation. That's what you hear. Everything else just kind of fades away. So really kind of tune into what it is that you want to hear. Um, yeah. So, and I would say that's, that's been kind of what I do with the, the entire vision. Uh, phase of ayahuasca is, um, you know, explore what it is that I want to pay attention to in that journey. Yeah. What, what, what's meaningful and uh, where am I not necessarily seeing meaning where there could be some. So it's, yeah, it's a little bit different today than it was at first. That first time was, that was a trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I, the, the first time I had it, it, it was, was very beautiful. That's when I was pregnant, and you know, um, I there was no auditory. I was sure it was just visions of um, uh, introspection, and you know, like kind of like uh, traveling among stars. And I was actually able to 
uh, part of my vision was going within my body and, and and see my baby, you know. I think for me it was like very shocking to realize that, you know, at, at some point I was with like, like, oh my God, I'm inside my womb. Like, oh, how is this happening, you know? Um, and, and, and it was very profound. There was definitely different stages. Um, but again, probably like you said, Serena, the first time it was, it was a lot, there was a lot of visions. And as my uh, relationship with Malaria Vasca has been progressing, um, I think there's times, you know, and, and, and I share this with several people. I think Malaria Vasca is so wise that there's times where you need a lot of visions to, um, whether prepare yourself for, for what is coming. Uh, and there's times where it's like, no, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna skip the stage and we're going directly into healing. Um, so I think every, every single time it's, it's different and it's, it's, um, it's exactly what you need. You know, when, when you need a lot of visions to either mentally prepare yourself or to, to make sense of what is coming next, you get a lot of visions. And there's times where for myself, I get no visions, you know, I don't get, I get very minimal second stage and then more of a deep. Um, I, I, I guess it depends. Every single time is different, but definitely every single time it's exactly what I need. Yeah. 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 And one of the other things, I don't know if you guys have experiences, but the cleaner you are, for example, there's, there's uh, practices, right? Like there, there's a dieta. In, in the jungle, and they make you go through a diet of maybe a week. Uh, it, it varies, right? Three days, five days, seven, 10, 15, 30 days. <clears throat> and so you're just dining with, for example, bovin sana or chirik sana or different plants, right? And um, and so as you clean your body more, that second stage tends to be a little bit more because, you know, what happens is your <clears throat> pineal gland det uh, detoxifies as well, decalcifies, and it's cleansed, it's clean, clean too able to be stimulated even more once you take the medicine and then vision is pretty strong right so <clears throat> um, I, I do too like I, I remember that first one time that I that I had the medicine uh, I think I fasted for like five days and it was just water fast and uh, it was pretty pretty intense and uh, that's one of the things that I, that I noticed but also uh, as we start to and just to to create a parenthesis the second stage is the visionary stage is the the, the the sexy part of ayahuasca what everybody wants ayahuasca for to see the lights and and talk to the aliens and and, and meet the archangels and ets and all of these things right so um that's the the what, what we call in the tradition we call it entering the causa pacha which is a time space which is infinite there's you know infinite number of multiverses and dimensions and and beings and you know it's a uh, vast vast and infinite so you can tap into uh, you know a multitude of different different type of experiences right and uh, you know you, you can say that they're all symbolisms for your path but uh, there's there's a, a truth to their existence so um, in in uh, in that second stage you can find uh, one of the things that we say we find is that a lot of like the, the moment you realize that you're in that second stage is when you start seeing sacred geometry. A lot of colors, very colorful pattern of, you know, just lights. And uh, for the most part, they're very, uh, 
uh, uh, geometric in order, but also that sometimes once in a while they can be free flowing, right? Free, free flowing shapes and forms. And, uh, you know, people people say that they see a lot of like tentacles and things like this, like shapes of, of, uh, of, of energy, different colors, structures of, you know, energy, you know, of electricity, magnetism, of different different forms of color. And it's, uh, it, can, it can get pretty, uh, pretty overwhelming sometimes, you know, the visuals. Uh, because they, they each of each of the forms that you interact with, they make you feel something, right? And so they're 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 really uh, showing you how you feel. <clears throat> different fields show you how you feel about yourself in front of, of different things. And so that that uh, geometric patterns and also <clears throat> that's that's entering the time space, and uh, you know time space time 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 slows down a little bit in that in those in that stage, and then. Um, you, you, it's what what we call entering the time space, and uh, the the causae pacha, the existence of the of the time space, and uh, that's that's uh, you know really really entering that next dimension of, of existence, which is outside of time and space, which is the the two limitations of of, of this three D physical reality, and uh, and as you enter that 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 time space, then you find everything else that is beyond the veil. Uh, like like you said, Sabrina, I think it's very important. One of the things that we always uh, always say is, you know, there's there's people that actually use, believe it or not, there's people that use ayahuasca as re as a recreational uh, drug, right? Uh, as a recreational, even if they consider it medicine, it's still very recreational because they're just there to have a good time, you know, uh, exploring the the infinite uh, possibilities of the of the cosmos, right? universe or, or cosmos and so it is it is a, a part of part of the teaching within the church and and, and many traditions like uh, um, the Kero and, and Shipibo and other ones in, in the jungle and in the Andes of Peru as well that uh, we we use this in our favor meaning like instead of instead of looking outward and connecting to something that is you know potentially just random right it could be something that you might be picking up from the space, from the space of ceremony when you're sitting with another 10, 15, 30, another 30 other people. So it is, it is uh, the, the, the best use always is to go inward, to know yourself. And so that is, that is usually the suggestion that we have. Instead of, you know, going out there to meet, you know, um, Bashar or, you know, any other, there's, there's a ton of different entities that, you know, are fourth dimensional and fifth dimensional and they have some, some guidance, but they they have a specific agenda, right? That that serves their purpose, and um, and that's fine. That's always okay. But this this path is really never to follow anyone. Is really to find your own following within, within yourself. Really to to be able to uh, to connect to that guidance that you have within. Not so much to depend on an external guidance, right? And um, so the 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 suggestion that we have for anybody that is interested in this in these medicines. And really, all medicines have these three stages, but specifically with Mother Ayahuasca, since it's so tangible of a of a space that you enter, it is it is important to use that as as a, as, a, as an opportunity, as a tool for you to go inward and start seeing more of yourself, more more from within. And then in that space, using that vision, that amplified vision that you that you that you have, that Mother Ayahuasca is granting you, then you can find past traumas. You can find. Um, uh, visions of how you carry things from your parents, uh, ancestry bonds, uh, and, and very clear 
uh, images from from your childhood, from formative years, that uh, that make you who you are here and now. And um, at the same time, they 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 maybe not not, not ben benefiting you anymore. It's the, the the traditional say that we have, uh, letting go of what doesn't serve me, right? So in that second stage, you have the 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 potential, right? The potential is open for you to be able to see and recognize what is that? What is that? Uh, that uh, what are those things within myself that are not not uh, allowing me to to flow with what I want? What what is it that I want to create in my life? Which is usually the same for everyone, right? We all want harmony. We all want peace. We all want abundance. We all want love, joy, <clears throat> and and so what are those things within myself that are preventing me from my my own nature? Really? Uh, that is the my my personal experience and understanding of the of the of that second stage, the visionary aspect. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if you have uh, any any additional uh, comments or questions about that, Serena, before we move into the last one. Um, no, not not really. I I think it um, it was it's interesting to to you know we talk about that um, visionary stage at every, every circle that we have. Um, and you know, there's, there's, I think benefit to it. Like you said, there's, there's extreme benefit. And, and I agree with Brenda pictures worth a thousand words. Sometimes you need, sometimes, you know, ayahuasca needs to just draw me a picture because I'm not going to get it any other way. So yeah. Um, no, the, the, and, and that leads kind of right into the teaching, although from my understanding, these and and from my experience, they don't always go in perfect, you know, order of purge, vision, teaching, purge, vision, teaching. They can go back and forth and weave um, through throughout. So the the visionary is going to help with the the the. For me, every time I would see a new, you know, I would try to think of something new. I would end up purging it, you know, and and then that would be part of the teaching. So they're very intermixed Andreas I'm really curious to to hear um for you what your teacher experience was and I don't know if you you're, you're referring to that third stage yeah yeah um it, it it's always a personal relationship in between you and 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 uh and mother ayahuasca whether it, whether it is uh the the it's the combination of course right of chakruna the, the relationship that you can establish with with chakruna, with each of the plants that you're having communion with, uh, sometimes our brew includes chaliponga, so that's another, a different, a different essence, you know, a different um, uh, spirit that it's added to to the brew, and and bobin sana and, and, and a few others. But uh, as you as you develop a an affinity, as you develop a a relationship with the brew and with, with the plants that you are having communion with, then um, Especially because of that second stage, looking inward, you find you find a, an, an openness. When you start to relax in looking inward, which is usually what brings chaos. You know, when you look inward, whether it is in meditation or doing Kriya or doing something else, sometimes when you start to look inward and you start really searching, you can find uh, um, some of the blockages, right? Especially in Mother Ayahuasca, because it's a healing session, right? You're healing. It's a, you're going to take Ayahuasca... Uh, not so much to have a good time. The good time comes after, after you reconcile what you find. But it's a healing session where you find uh, some of the blockages, right? Some of the things that are the hucha that is stagnant, right? Like the, the cow side that is not moving, the, the energy that is blocked, the energy that is stagnant. 
And so, um, as you find as you find those those aspects within yourself, then you know it's time to move and grow. And here comes the energetic purge, and here comes all of that. <clears throat> as you start to relax and, and establish a better relationship with the medicine, <clears throat> you find that the because there's there's more of a flow, more of a consistent flow, and a good relationship with the medicine. What what is flowing? It, it is. Uh, a, a very particular specific message and, and it's a it's a vibration that is within you at that moment because you you ingested the the brew and it's the essence of the plant and so then what happens is what happens is you you start to to see <laughs> you start to see a uh, a message directly from mother ayahuasca you start to see a message and, and this is you know, Mother Ayahuasca speaks sometimes through through uh, a serpent, sometimes through the vine itself, can present itself to you. Uh, some people, on the very first time that they had Ayahuasca, uh, they've been meditating for, for 15 years and doing Kriya every day, things like this, and, and they immediately connect with a voice that is a loving, grandmother-like voice that is uh, uh, very gentle, again, very loving, and then it has a specific message for them, you know, what is... What is it that you that uh, that you should focus upon within yourself, right? That you might not be paying attention, or sometimes you have things within yourself. We have things within ourselves that we are in agreement with. For example, I uh, I am in agreement with a specific rule from society, you know, that is based on uh, looks. For example, you shouldn't look this way. You know, this is the, the the acceptable way. And you made an agreement, and you forget about it, and and you don't see that that is limiting you that is putting an imposition on your energy and so then because you have an agreement you're not even seeing that as a problem even though you might be creating a problem in your flow in your energy uh, in yourself and so that then mother ayahuasca comes and says how do you really feel about this and then it shows you very particularly you know the conflict that you have at a subconscious level with this agreement so um it is it is a specific teacher you know it teaches you it, it tells it takes you by the hand and it, it shows you uh, things that are uh, maybe not so obvious to you. And this is this is you know a beautiful teacher. And she does this in a loving way, uh, where where you can where you can see you know um, this this love reflected in the teaching itself, but also in the way that she takes you by the hand to do these things, right? To to face to face these things. Uh, they call her not for nothing. They call her the grandmother. If you if you think about your you know a beautiful grandma. That, uh, that is always taking care of the grandkids and loving and hugging and kissing. It is, it is that type of essence. Uh, for me, you know, the first thing I felt it more like a mom, but it is, it is the, the grandmother, you know, it is, it is a, the grandmother energy. And so um, the teaching aspect for me particularly has been all about the future, really. Uh, it gives, obviously, yeah, for, for years I was working on it, it was uh, particular messages of, Let's let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at that. What are you doing about this? How do you feel about this? You know, in relationship with everything, in relationship mm -hmm. to finances, in relationship to raising my kids, to my partner, uh, work, co-workers, everything, right? <clears throat> and it puts everything into perspective. And and after a, a little while of working, you know, some years of of you know consistently meeting her at that point, and then also doing my homework, you know, which is like okay, now I have to understand my life with this new perspective of how do I feel about this right and little by little starting resolving these these areas in my life 
then what's happens what happens is you create more flow, right? You trust the path and you kick and scream, but you change the things that you have to change, and then you start to experience a little bit more of an openness. Your heart settles, and it's you know, your mind is not racing for every situation anymore, and and you start getting all of the benefits, you know, all of the growth benefits from from within the medicine. And then what happens is uh, when you go meet her again, then she starts giving you fruits. She starts giving you like really beautiful gifts that are, you know, visions from for the future of what's to come for you, for your path, your spiritual path, your involvement with humanity, with your involvement with the collective. And it's just like a, a very clear glimpses of, of your potential, of what can be that inspires uh, uh, your actions, your thoughts, and that sets new beliefs, new core beliefs within yourself about what it is possible. And then you start, you start enacting that change little by little. This is uh, in that space is where I particularly, I personally received the call with with Padre Padre Sapito. That's when it, when 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 he came to me is through one of those those uh, spaces of total bliss that it's just Mother Ayahuasca is showering you with gifts, uh, showering you with uh, blessings of all of these these visions. And then uh, that's when when uh, Padre Sapito came to 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 visit, you know, for for the first time to set an invitation, right, to start having, not only, I mean, I was already working with him and I already was caring for, for uh, you know, the toad back then, uh, for, for Sol and Luna that we had as, a, as pets. <clears throat> and uh, so, so now it was like an invitation, you know, so in that space, you, you, it's, it's a, you know, a, a space of total communion with spirit and with your future, with your higher self. And uh, that is that is a little bit more of a, the spiritual aspect, right? The, the, the teaching aspect of of, uh, of Mother Ayahuasca that teaches you uh, what is your own path, what is your personal path according to your energy, according to what you envision and what you feel your heart is capable of doing. And for everybody, it's different, right? Not everybody's going to receive the same the same experiences, and nobody is going to receive the same visions and and, uh, and glimpses. But uh, for the most part, it's all in coherence, meaning like. It doesn't matter what I receive. What you receive is uh, equally valuable and perfect, right? Uh, it just has a, a different, a different way of weaving together with, with uh, your your partner, with your coworker that might be also in, in, in this type of, uh, uh, of in this type of path with sacred medicines. And uh, so that's that's my personal take. <laughs> what has mm-hmm. been what has been uh, uh, for you particularly, Sabrina? So for, for me as a, as a teacher, I guess that, that final phase um, of ayahuasca as a teacher um, has, it's, it's always been like a conversation, you know, and it, it always sounds to me like, uh, uh, like you said, it's a, it's a presentation of, well, what about this? How do you feel about that? And, and why do you feel that way? Um, What, what, you know, what foundation do you have for feeling that way? Who told you that you're supposed to feel that way? Did you tell your, you know, like all of these things, all of these really heavy conversations, um, which has been a, a, a way of ayahuasca teaching me how to have that conversation with myself when I'm not on, on medicine. So, and that's, that's been, you know, right. That's the integration piece. Not, I don't need to be on the medication or on the, why do you keep saying that? I don't on that it's the second time i've done that just take your medication today <laughs> no, it sounds, sounds so pharmaceutical um but the so it, it, it's it's a matter of the medicine showing you that you don't have to be on the medicine to to have these same profound moments that you can 
when you feel this feeling, ask yourself this question. That's kind of what the, the medicine has taught me is how, how to examine those internal worlds when I'm, you know, not necessarily as open as you would be on medicine and how to, how to open myself up the way that I am open on, on medicine. And that's, um, I think been the long journey, the long haul individual, um, lessons or, or opportunities to learn. I mean, my first session was, and you know, the biggest, the, the most profound, I'm sure there's tons that came out of that session, but my first session, the, the biggest teaching that I have there is that, um, that I guess what came about motherhood, about being a mother and how, how, um, you know, my view on being a mother or how I was as a mother and how I need a mother or all these things about motherhood. Um, that first journey really kind of, um, clarified for me what motherhood was and you know all of these assignments that I had given it expectations and projections and paradigms and beliefs that I had used to muddy it up you know so there's that were just um how do we say in inharmonious I guess they were not a harmonious way of thinking about those um those roles and that was a big one for me just thinking that I was a terrible mother I had a terrible mother I, you know all these things that um that you know, judge, judgment where judgment wasn't necessary or where judgment wasn't useful, um, and uh, so that that was you know from from little very specific things, specific characteristics, specific habits, all the way to just um, how to to really change the way I respond to to life in general. But internally, you know, I can I I really mastered in you know prior to engaging with uh, sacred plant medicines, I had mastered. Uh, controlling my expression of emotion, you know, like I was, I was going to only show what I wanted to show at that moment. There were, you know, definitely you weren't going to see anything I didn't want you to see. And I didn't want people to see much. So it was very closed off and that, that, that expression or that understanding of why I do those kind of things. And, um, you know, how, how that's still a strength, right? I, I would judge my emotion. I would judge the situation I was in. I would judge all of these things. Um, and from ayahuasca really teaching me how to, how to, how to rewrite those stories in a more productive and more efficient way. Yeah. Some of the tools that I have, you know, from my previous life, as I like to say, are, are useful still like in understanding how they roll, when, uh, how, how to use them, uh, more in more beneficial ways. Um, and that's really been been kind of the long haul teaching so it's yeah it's been so many different aspects of what it's like to be a student that i never really imagined i would learn um ayahuasca has been a, a, an amazing teacher um and what i appreciate most is it's not always on it's not always while you're in um you know while you're fresh in the cup i mean it's it can be weeks and months later years later that you that you have realizations uh, from your experience with the, with the medicine. So yeah, for me, the teachings from ayahuasca are, are, um, understandings or, or, uh, rememberings or realizations. And that, that's my experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually something that I enjoy a lot seeing in, uh, in participants sometimes, uh, 
a day or two days later, two days later after the first day, you know, on a four-day retreat, we have mother first, and then the second day or the third day, they actually, um, remember like a, like a couple of retreats ago, we had a, a lady that after after having a really hard time connecting with mother on the first night, mother showed up for her on, on the next day and the third day. And it was just like, it's me, mother ayahuasca, I'm telling you this. <clears throat> on other medicines yep on other medicines you know so it is <clears throat> it is not always like we expect her you know the expectation does really put a stop on on the way that uh, that she presents herself right she's not uh, willing to be dominated or you know uh by by the minds right by the mind's ego and fear it should be one of my favorite parts about my experience with ayahuasca is that first experience i had I eventually got to a point where I was playing a game and, and I'm a natural, I was born a rebel. So I'm sitting there on ayahuasca and I would, I would just be like, well, how about if I think about this? And it would be some kind of negative, you know, belief that I had about somebody not liking me or somebody being mad at me. And I'd be like, well, how about this? I'll just think about this, you know, and then I would like, immediately, <laughs> and I, I did that a few times and I started laughing because I'm like, okay, this is, this is, Anytime I think about something that has negative emotion tied to it, I throw up. It's a yeah. it would become a game of of that, um, and that was again like okay, this is what the negative emotion feels like, and this is what it feels like to let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's definitely uh, that's definitely guidance right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. What about you? How's it, how's it been your your process with the teaching aspect? Um, I think I think the first time it was really um, connecting with that uh, divine love mm -hmm. and also that divine empowerment. Um, and I remember mm -hmm. like I remember um, you know I, I, I kind of have like this image of myself mm -hmm. before my first ayahuasca and then like after. The ayahuasca you know it's like, like I just receive all this download of like self empowerment mm -hmm. um, that in, in, in a very it wasn't overwhelming it was just a very loving just download mm -hmm. of energy and mm -hmm. reconnecting with that um, and I think for the most part of it has been uh, if I was to summarize, you know, all my experiences in a few words, it's been uh, learning how to be gentle and strong at the same time. You know, like be 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 gentle when you need to be gentle. Um, you know, of course, let go of what doesn't serve you anymore. Um, but then at the same time, has been uh, for the most part has been. Like, uh, feeling okay about being empowered. You know, and, and, and um, it's been like you have all this power and, and the divine feminine has all this power. And it's like for most for most of my experiences is, um, you know, like uh, Sabrina mentioned, it's, it's a conversation. I can for the most part of it, I can see almost see this like strong lady, uh, super gentle but a really strong presence, like sitting down with me and showing me, you know, like, now this is what you have to work on now, you know? 
um, let, let, let's talk about this, let's talk about this other thing. Um, but I, I, I guess more than anything has been the balance of love and, and, and power. And, and at the same time, not because you're loving, you're less empowering. Um, I guess that that will be like a brief summary of all the times. And yeah, and, and of course, there's times where, you know, there's more um, letting go mm -hmm. of what no longer serves me. And and she can show me, like like you mentioned, Serena, like, you know, like I, I keep thinking like, well, you know, I, I, I really don't want this within me. And then she's like, just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. And there's been times where it's been like, now, you know, there's been a couple of sessions where I can literally put two or three different ceremonies together and say like, this past ceremony was letting go. And then this other ceremony is like, we let go of all this. So now we're gonna, you know, we're gonna substitute, we're gonna integrate all yeah, this sure. new knowledge. And now we're gonna, we're gonna learn, we're gonna teach you how to, how to be something else. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, I think that's, that's the beauty of mother ayahuasca that it's, you know, like it's, it's this loving lady teaching you, uh, how to be the best version of yourself mm -hmm. in a sense. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Those are the three stages, uh, that, uh, that usually we go through and like Sabrina said is they're, they're not, they're non-linear. It doesn't mean that you're going to have all three of them, that anybody's going to have all three of them. Maybe some, if you have a, a specific relationship already formed, you can go straight into the teaching aspect, right? Uh, if you have, if this is your first time, you know, likely, and this is sort of a rule of thumb, uh, people go into the first stage and maybe the second stage a little bit, but, uh, you know, maybe not, not the third one so much. Uh, there's, there's a, it can all happen. At once, you know, where you start feeling the energy, the vision, the teaching, and then you start purging, kind of like what Sabrina was saying with the, like, going and choosing different images to, to try to redirect. And so, it is, it is just something to recognize that, uh, that where am I, you know, in the, in the process of, of the experience. It is, it is uh, something to, to observe and, and to discern. And, and just you know knowing where am I standing where, where am I processing right now if it's if it's purely physical if it's energetically physical if it's uh, visionarily if it's <laughs> if it's a, a teaching aspect the spiritual the spiritual path of your own, or your own unfolding and um, this this is a, a little bit of what we wanted to share today we'll have one last ayahuasca session ayahuasca podcast in a, in a few weeks. And uh, sending you, as always, sending you many blessings, many blessings your way to you, your loved ones. And uh, we'll see you next time.